Hey guys, here with FC Wonder Kid. We're here at episode one. Here with Brennan, my colleague at FB Wonder Kids. Uh, how are you, Brennan? You okay? I'm doing great, man. I'm on the uh, the opposite side of the moon, but it's uh, it's a lot of a lot of fun over here, and and there's there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah, this sure is, sure is. Let's start with the Super League, no? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I'm just going to say it right out. I apologize for all American owners. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's, it's all four, right? It's Arsenal with the uh, Kroenke, right? Yep. United with the Glazers. Yep, you got Kroenke. You got, uh, you got the, that's correct. John Henry at Liverpool. And yes. Which is the last American owner? I can't, I can't, I can't. Well, I believe that there is an American lawyer um, that might be direct—not director of football, but he might be uh, head of counsel or something at Chelsea, and I mm. forget his name. Um, but let's just blame him anyway. Oh, right? let's let's at Chelsea. We need to blame Abramovich. No, he would be well, the one. Yeah, we can. He would be the one saying the yes and no's there, right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It's for sure. What are your thoughts as an American fan about like what what is happening with football? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we're used to the, the closed circuit type of a competition, right? Where everybody gets a partition, participation prize at the end. Um, it, the goal is to make the playoffs. There's no such thing as promotion relegation. Uh, the NFL and the NBA uh, do uh, a wonderful job at uh, making all the clubs happy in terms of giving them a, a boatload of the money. Uh, but then you have Major League Soccer, right? And Major League Soccer, also no promotion relegation. Uh, about 80% of the league makes the playoffs. Um, but the funny thing is, is the majority of people that are soccer fans or, you know, football fans in the United States are not, um, are, are pretty much opposed to this, right? Okay. Um, you, you got heritage. You got, uh, you, you got to have something to play for. And when, uh, the one thing you don't want to do is water down um, watching Liverpool play Real Madrid four times a year, two times. A year. You, you want to make it special, right? And if you do something like the Super League, man, it just reeks of a money grab and it reeks of, uh, of well, capitalism at its finest. Yeah, definitely. There's a point there that's very important. It's football would become saturated because we would be seeing Real Madrid against Barcelona guaranteed yeah. – every let's say every year yeah. but uh it's 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 a tough situation you know it, because i the owners are in it i my my opinion on this is that real madrid and barcelona are basically in a situation that they haven't been for a long time with no tickets uh no t-shirts sold no no tourism going to the stadiums so they are quite pressurized sure. To earn the money, to get him a Bappe, yep. Barcelona to keep Lionel Messi, and Laporta wants to make his own investments. So yeah. something needs to happen in order for all this to happen. No, in in yeah. order for all this to be successful, something needs to happen. So well, I, I got a I got a question for you. Tell me, tell what me. is what is the last big sale, player sale, from a Real Madrid or from a Barcelona? There's, they there's no them. money. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're not. They, well, I, I, I think Real Madrid, Real Madrid, they managed to do some business selling players. 
because they I I do have a feeling they can earn cash here and there because they can sell at Odegaard. They can sell Yeah. I do see some assets that they can just turn around and make some profit with. But in the the big spectrum of things is that Mbappe is going to ask a 35 million a year salary the least, I think. Holland is definitely going to ask 35 million from what I'm seeing of reports. So uh, they would need a solution because I don't. I'm not sure, but I think Real Madrid and Barcelona are also bank. I'm not saying bankrupt, but they're full. They're with a lot of debts, so the English clubs would would kind of save that situation if there were a league. But it's it's yeah. not fair. It's not fair on the average fan, and uh, I do think that. They didn't know what they were putting themselves into. And I'm so proud of every football fan which commented saying, look, we don't want this to happen. We don't. We are not mm-hmm. supportive of the Super League. Because we saw the power of a United football fan, f- fan base, you know? If it weren't yeah. for that, we might be discussing now what's going to happen, who are the five candidates, who are the, I don't know. But I do want to say something that Bayern Munich, PSG, Dortmund, Leipzig, Porto, all re- all deserve a lot of respect for refusing the the offer of the Super League. They every club that refused deserves deserves the respect of the fans worldwide, in my opinion. Sure. And and uh, I I gotta play cynic here. I gotta play yeah. cynic. Um, the fact that they refused. Do you think it has anything to do with those uh, the, the new UEFA Champions League reforms that happened? Um, I, we don't need to get into all that uh, when it all, all comes down to it. But but I, I'm sure it's a push in the pool of of all of the above, uh, where you where you do have uh, PSG. I believe their um, their head. Uh, I don't I don't know the actual uh, position, but he was named uh, essentially to the council or, or to he was named to a higher position um, when everyone stepped down. So there's a lot of a lot of things uh, that we all won't understand because in the end we are just the fans. Um, but but when it comes down to it, I, I think it's it, it's competition, man. I mean. I, I want to see the Leicesters. I, I want to know that there might be a possibility that a Leicester wins the Premier League or that a uh, 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 the, the top Romanian team back in the day uh, has a chance at winning the Champions League. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of the last big upset in the Champions League. Help me out here. I probably oh, would have been Porto, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Porto, Porto winning the Champions League was Goat Mourinho, which yeah. we can we can <laughs> talk about the the vacancy at Tottenham afterwards, but. Um, the yeah. an Ajax recently, we wouldn't see the the leaked right. stepping up against Juventus and maybe getting that getting that sale confirmed right, right. like with that header. Uh, right. But we we it would definitely be different. The spec the, the the wide spectrum of things would be different because I'd I am going to speak from Portugal. Like I know there's a lot of discussion for the vacancies in the Champions League. And it's a huge deal for the Portuguese clubs to go to the Champions League because it's a 50 million pump that the uh, that the club's gonna get. So, sure, it's it's uh, it it would be very unfortunate if the Champions League stopped all of a sudden. 
So, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and again, not to play uh, Mr. Cynic here, but uh, this is not going to be the last time that they uh, they they challenge the you know the 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 normalcy of it all. Um, I mean, the UEFA Champions League has been around. It really hasn't been around too too long, um, but it has become. N- nobody likes change when it yeah. comes to things. Um, but they, if it all comes down to consolidating the fan base, if it all comes down to, uh, making sure that they get paid most of the dollar, the top dollar that comes in when it comes to the Inter Milans and the, the, uh, Juventuses and the, uh, Real Madrid's Barcelona's and all these teams, um, that, that is not going to stop. That is not going to end. Um, and yeah. I, I think that we will see another challenge in the future, but, uh, I, I think, the, the battle may have been won by fans now. It's going to be interesting to see who the war is won by. That, that's a, that, that is a good prediction. Uh, I, I, I'm on you with this one, for sure. Yeah. But I did see you speaking about Milan, and, and I'm snatching <laughs> a lot of news with Gianluigi Donnarumma. So sure. I would love to know, what's your thoughts about, like, is Donnarumma staying at AC Milan? Is this like a, a play by Raiola to get the contract a bit up? What are your thoughts? Probably. Probably. I mean, isn't that his, isn't that his only play that seems to work uh, all the time? Um, <laughs> you, you probably, you probably know the inner workings of this a little more, but we do know that the last time uh, Gigio did this, uh, or I should say Riola did this, um, it, it worked out very nicely for him in the end. Um, there was talks of him get him leaving Milan. What was it two years ago, three years ago? I forget yes. how long this yes, yes, most yes. recent contract was. Um, would I like to see him in a different place? Not really. I mean, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be pretty cool, but I, I also see, uh, you know, some, some sort of life ahead for him, like uh, a Gian, Gianluigi Buffon, who really only tested the waters, what, later on in his career. Um, from Parma to Juventus, no? Yeah, from... but was that at Juventus for how long? Yeah, true, but he did go from Parma to Juventus. So. He did? He did. You're right. And then to PSG for a little bit, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. But still like that move was still that he, I, I don't know. I'm getting a feeling that Donnarumma might be leaving to Juventus. I, I, it's, it's not because of the news even. I just feel like Donnarumma sees the leaked Cristiano. He, He sees all these big names at Juventus. And he'd say, well, I can go to the Champions League every year with this team. Because oh, AC mean, Milan... You mean the Super League? You mean the Super League? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Cut it out. No, no. It's no Super League. Super League ain't happening no. right now. Okay. No, but I do... Uh, I, uh, I, I am going to receive a lot of hate from AC Milan fans. But I don't think it's that badly thought for Donnarumma to go to Juventus. Because... No. I feel that AC Milan had enough time to to be in the Champions League with him. And I do understand that Ibra is now there. He's kind of changing the mentality with the players. But I feel a player like Donnarumma deserves to be in the Champions League, guaranteed every season. So, and for that to happen, maybe he needs to move, you know? And Juventus would, I think Juventus would guarantee pretty much that. So oh, I mean, th- th- this is this is not really our uh, our purview, but uh, then that makes the next manager hire. If you don't think an Andrea Pirlo is going to last, 
that makes the next manager hire at uh, Juventus the most important. Um, he's probably going to be the guy that seals the deal when but, all is said and done. But you know who I'm going to say to go to Juventus? Uh-oh. Who? Big boy Jose Mourinho. Oh, my That's, goodness. That, I, I mean, I should have known that was coming. I don't know why I didn't. But Why not Jose Mourinho? He went I, to I got Inter. No... He went to yeah. Inter and absolutely killed it. I know different times, but I I never forget like how Mourinho managed to make uh, a buy like Drogba be Drogba. Sure. At Inter, he bought Milito. Milito became Milito. Even yep. Schneider was a little bit. He sharpened Schneider to to the way he was at, at Inter. So. I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Juventus say, look, Ronald, would you mind having Jose Mourinho as your coach? Uh, man, I wouldn't mind that much. He's Portuguese. We can make something happen. Yeah. 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 Why not? He's, I mean, and, and you only got a few more. Uh, then again, Cristiano Ronaldo probably is going to play till he's 55, but um, you only got a few more years of Cristiano Ronaldo and you got that youth that's coming in. You got Chiesa, you have McKenney. Um, uh, you know, you do have a younger core behind, uh, behind CR7. It's going to be interesting if a Mourinho gets a hold of him. Um, that, that's for sure. But, and then you, if you have Donnarumma, uh, and I the mean, that's, that's and the leaks awesome. there. That's it. That, yeah. Demiral, the leak, Donnarumma. So we would have basically three youngsters at Juventus that yeah. long-term, they, they can make something happen. So, but none yeah. of that changes the fact that it's going to be Inter uh, that likely wins it this year. So, Well, big big ups to Conte. Big ups yeah. to Conte because sure. Conte was the one who created the Juventus' first big team. And he's pretty much the one who's putting the dagger on it because yep. I think Juventus is going to win. That's going to lose the league for the first time. Since God knows what, right? Since uh, long, yeah, long time ago. It was how many in a row? Seven in a row? Six in a row? Something like that? Yeah, I think it's, yeah. We're going to get this wrong, though. I, I can pretty much see the comments saying, oh, it's, yeah. it's seven, it's six. Well, it's they've pretty much won it for, for a lot of years in a row. I, I still remember, though, as a fan getting rocked to the core when the whole um, Syria uh, scandal came down uh, from the you know financial perspective uh, and Juventus getting sent down to Serie C, um, having to work their way back. Um, and, and the funny thing is, is when all that first happened, my first thought was, I wonder how football manager is going to do this. How, how are they going to make this happen? Oh, I guess you just re relegate Juventus to Serie C. But anyway, we should move on. For sure. There's a lot, a lot to talk about. And Donnarumma, we know that that's just starting. Um, if, yeah. if we know, if we know his agent, he, who must not be named, uh, <laughs> if we know what he does, uh, for that, 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 uh, again, that's another thing that he may have won the battle of uh, PR today, but the war is just starting. I'm sure for the contract that Donnarumma wants. Well, he'll win um, the Holland too. He'll win the Holland too. Yeah. Just I, I, into. But yeah. Okay. Let's go to another topic now. Sure. Uh, yeah. and that topic is going to be the talent of the week. Okay. Who's your choice and why? Well, we were talking about this a little bit before, and um, you could do a Kylian Mbappe for sure. I mean, he only played one game this past week. Uh, it, you know, his uh, his buddies took care of the rest midweek in the Coupe de France. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, the 
the little engine that could uh, in, in the goal for Leeds United uh, and Bielsa put his trust in him uh, near the end of the championship season. Um, and he helped them win promotion. And then he made a bold move by putting Ilan uh, Meslier in, in goal. And uh, there's been a, a couple missteps, but man, he, uh, he kept Liverpool. I believe it was a Sadio Mane Very goal, but then after that, he was, he was pretty damn good. Um, and then yet yeah, uh, over the weekend, holding a, holding a clean sheet um, with Manchester United, not bad for a 20 year old or 21 year old. Didn't he have a game that he did like 13 saves or something like that? Something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely going to be one to watch in the future. And it just makes you, it makes you think about um, who was the last name from a uh, French perspective. You obviously have. Yo, um, Al- yeah, yo. yeah. But um, you remember the name Albin Lafont? Yeah. Oh, Lafont was so good. He, he was. And then he just kind of disappeared. I really do feel like this kid is going to be a little bit different. I think he's going to. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's already battle- doing it on one of the biggest stages. Yeah. Yeah he's, yeah. he's getting battle tested in the prem. And I do yeah. see. <laughs> Uh, his distribution is getting better every, every game. And yeah. I feel like Bielsa would be the type of coach that every training session he'd say, look, we need to work on the, on the pass. Sure. We need to work on, the, the, on putting the ball in the right place at the right time. Because at the start, he was a little bit, a little bit uh, not, not very confident with the ball. But no, not at all. Fantastic coach, uh, f- uh, fantastic uh, choice. I was, I was really. I didn't even think of Elon Meslier. We need to, we yeah. need to give more, more love to the keepers for sure. Uh, I'm going uh, for, for my, my choice is going to be Mason Mount, Mason Mount okay. this week, and yeah. because I saw the match against West Ham, and if Mason Mount wasn't there. I think mm-hmm. Chelsea wouldn't have beaten West Ham the way like with that goal. That late goal was fantastic for so many sure. reasons because I would you just could see the game going to West Ham a bit a bits by bits and all of a sudden yeah. counter attack Pulisic gets the ball Ben Chilwell cross in Werner beautiful it was it was devastating for for West Ham you could you sure. could see David Moyes almost crying with that goal. You know, <laughs> it was and, and and Mason Mount, the whole game, always talking when he got the ball, the first touch, always on point. Mason Mount is slowly becoming one of the best English talents. No, English players in the world. Slowly. And it's, bold, yeah. it's uh, look, I feel like at the beginning of the season, if I'd say this, I'd be massacred. If I'd say Mason Mount was one of the best players, right. and people say, "Oh, he's 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 Lampard's new Lampard's new uh, new uh, new boy," he's he's being he's being tapped by by Lampard. No, I think yeah. Mason Mount plays with every coach because Mason Mount is pretty much a baller. He, yeah, he with Lampard, good with Southgate. He loves them too. Now Tuchel, he loves them too. So I think Mason Mount with any coach is going to prove himself. I just feel like he loves Chelsea so much that you can see it when he plays. Just uh, I, I, I got to basically say, I mean, it's, it's hard to believe that it was only a couple of years ago that, yeah, he was uh, getting a run out under Lampard uh, for Darby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, for who sure. I think has unfortunately just been 
relegated from the championship. So that that stinks, and that that's Wayne Rooney that is now running uh, Derby County. So there there you go. They need they needed Mason Mount, I guess. No, um, no, it's it's just hard to believe that it, only a couple years ago, a couple seasons ago, that's what Mason Mount was doing, and uh, now you've got him. Um, I mean, it's a resurgence. It's it's really cool to see a homegrown homegrown kid um, really take on the challenge of of running an attack that quite frankly, isn't yet up to where it could be with Timo Werner and Kai Havertz and Pulisic. Keep him healthy, please. Um, and yeah, and everybody there. And, and then obviously getting the, uh, having Frank Lampard leave and, and Tuchel come in. Um, it's not been an easy season for Chelsea and yet they find themselves in the Champions League semifinals and they find themselves in the FA Cup final am i right about that or am i wrong yeah. uh, i'm right yeah. about that i think yeah. Yeah. It's, it's roman just loves to put pressure on the managers like that's how he does yeah. business he just puts pressure on the managers and you need to get results if you don't yeah. get them you're out yeah but mount is built he is built different he is uh he's got steely resolve um he can take the critique and and he's just one of those guys that uh you know not to get like philosophical here but he wants to learn from his mistakes. He doesn't really generally repeat the same damn thing over and over again. Um, and, and he, he sees it all as uh, he's just starting it out, starting out. Um, so he's going to be big for them for years to come. Uh, I'm, I'm a hundred percent confident of that. So that's a good pick. Um, even though, you know, I think you could have gone with a guy like um, Terem Mofi. Uh, have you heard about this guy? Terem? No, I haven't. Okay. I haven't. All right. Ready? He, this kid, this he's 22, I believe, maybe 21, uh, Nigerian, okay? Uh, he actually started out scoring goals for fun in the Lithuanian league, all right? Okay. And then he was picked up by, oh, I might get this wrong. It, m- it might be KV Kortrick of um, the Belgian Jupiler Pro League. Uh, scored like five goals in 10 games there. And then he gets picked up by FC Lorient in Liga Om. And here's what he does. 14 goals in his first year. He scored a hat trick um, over the weekend. And I can say it. We're, we're recording this on uh, on Sunday. I believe it was today that he scored uh, a hat trick in League One, and he's got 14 League One goals. I mean, he's he's killing it. And he's got six, I think, in his last three games. So look him up, man. I'm pretty um, and, shocked and anyone, I didn't know this one. Uh, and anyone that doesn't have him on, on their short list uh, in anything out there um i'd put him on there because he is really starting to come come into his own 22 yeah i think he's 22 22 and and i'll be honest i'll be interested in um those that know a whole lot more than we do uh i haven't been able to watch him play much uh but it would be nice to get a little scouting report from uh from our our listeners out there Uh, i'm sure i'm sure we can get something happening but yeah. I, 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 when you were talking about Derby County in the championship, all of a mm-hmm. sudden I thought, well, isn't there an American striker absolutely killing it in the championship? Yes. Barnsley. Yeah. So Daryl Dyke, D- right? It's Daryl yeah. Dyke. It, it's it's that's Darryl, how you. It, it's Daryl DK. DK. Okay. DK. Okay. Yep. And he actually has a brother, older brother that played in MLS in, in uh, major league soccer for a little while named Bright bright DK. Okay. Uh, but Daryl, Daryl, not even, 
not even 18 months ago, was actually playing for the University of Virginia, okay. which is widely seen as one of the best uh, collegiate uh, teams um, in history uh, over in the, in the States for, for soccer. Um, and he was actually drafted by Orlando City. And yes, there was there's still such a thing like a draft uh, in Major League Soccer. And uh, he scored like five or six goals, I think, um, in you know the, the pandemic-ridden 2020 um, and was then loaned to Barnsley um, and was loaned to Barnsley with kind of, I think the price tag put on him was too high at the time because he really, I mean, he was interesting to watch in Major League Soccer. He went to Barnsley. I believe he's got about nine goals in 14 games. They went from being mid-table. And I think today, today, they locked up their promotion playoff. Yeah, which they is just did. amazing. And it really, I mean, it comes down, they have another guy, Collie Woodrow, uh, Luke Mowat, um, Luke or Alex? Alex, Alex Mowat. Um, and Daryl DK is, has just been, I mean, he's transformed him to another level. Kid's only 20, I think. So um, massive. And, and to think about his potential linking up on the men's national team with uh, guys like Pulisic, and McKenney and Tyler Adams and Gio Reyna uh, makes me a very very happy uh, person. Uh, yeah. and, and how do you think yeah. the, how the how do you think the U.S. is going to line up with all this? Is it going to be like a four three three with McKenney, uh, Tyler Adams, Gio Reyna, or yeah. is it going to be it, something else? I don't know. It it really you know, and I'm not much of a of a tactician, but they do like their hold up striker at the top. Right. Okay. We, we've spent many, many years uh, with Josie Altador at the top um, and Josie's still got plenty left in the tank. It's just whether or not he is uh, healthy. But a, a guy like a Daryl DK actually has similar Josie Altador qualities. But then you also add speed to the mix. You add um, he just he'll bulldoze you off the planet. I mean, he's just one of those guys. So strong. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see how they fit him. But I would imagine you have, when you have a Josh Sargent and a Daryl DK fighting for that striker position, um, I, I see a whole lot more versatility with a guy like DK. Um, and oh, then you yeah, can yeah. put Reina, you can put Pulisic, you have Adams McKenney and, and Musa um, in that midfield. And you've got yourself a good recipe for, so uh, many options. We'll see so many options. So many options. Now. Oh my gosh! You must be so proud. You're, no, you're making me. You're making me uh, think too hard about it. I I know that at some point, <laughs> something's gonna come crashing down. They're all gonna have bummed hamstrings, uh, what whatever it is. But uh, you know, we're oh. we're coming off that that little thing called not qualifying for the World Cup. So um, yeah. just to have positivity and optimism in the camp again is uh amazing and i i there's another question i really wanted to do to you and it was because yesterday we got uh the kid at san jose earthquake cade cade mm-hmm. cowell is yeah. it cowell cowell yeah, cade Cow. and and like an assist a goal at 17 years old one more yes. i do yeah. see that he is a mbappe-esque player is it too bold for me to say this because he's He's really speedy. He likes to go to the wing. He can push to the middle. He's good with both feet. Yep. Is he's, it is he, it is it a bold statement saying that this this kid is a Mbappe-esque player? I'd say he's got he's got potential. 
Um, okay. we, we, but yeah, you know, Mbappe, uh, you, you just have to see first and foremost, most the physical transformation this kid has had over the last couple of years. Uh, I believe he was signed when he was 15. Okay. Um, and uh, he's just now, he's already got 20 appearances for the earthquakes. Uh, he's got a guy like uh, Chris Wondolowski, who is the all-time leading scorer of Major League Soccer. Um, okay. He's got him essentially as his mentor. Um, and yeah, he's starting to peek through in a good way. I mean, the assist was the most impressive uh, of the bunch, but it's early in the season. We'll see what happens. Kate, Kate is definitely one of several uh, guys, a lot of people should be watching in Major League Soccer. I mean, two years ago, three years ago, we probably wouldn't even need to spend much time on um, some of the talent coming out of MLS. But uh, obviously, guys like Weston McKenney, Chris Richards, um, Tyler Adams. Oh, the uh, FC Dallas kids, of course. There's oh, yeah. Those. I mean, it's, it's sent more eyes our way. And um, you got Cade Cal. Uh, at San Jose, uh, he should have a massive, massive year. Um, and then to add to the, the CC um, type of thing, Caden Clark, uh, the New York Red Bulls. Um, he's he's another one that, yeah, he's, he's phenomenal. And he's, he's a guy that uh, you would think he's got like 100 pro games under his belt with his positioning, with his versatility. Uh, he's getting better at, at his uh, defensive game. Um, but ultimately, the kid only scores bangers. Um, he's got four or five goals maybe early on in his career, still only 17. Um, and actually there's, there's rumors. I believe it's actually substantiated rumors or it might even be announced and I've missed it. Uh, but he is, uh, likely heading to Red Bull Leipzig in 2022. I think it's done. I think um, it's done. Yeah. I think, um, it's done. I think it's done too. I just, I, I, I guess I missed the memo. I don't know, but, um, yeah, he will be headed there and he fully deserves it. But, um, He's, he's another guy to watch. So Caden Clark and Cade Cal um, are two to watch. And we could go on and on about the other guys um, that are happening. But, you know, we're early in the season. We're going to see a whole lot more uh, kids get some chances. Um, you're going to see guys like Jack McGlynn in Philadelphia. You're going to see George Bello and Gianluca Busio, who are guys that have been on the radar of like European him. squads. Like um and I'd be very surprised if every one of those names, except maybe McGlynn, who's just starting out and he's a hometown kid where I'm from Philadelphia. Uh, so I, you know, threw him in there because he's, uh, I, I have high hopes for him. Um, oh, McKenzie too, right? I'd be very. It was there. Yep. McKenzie went, went to Genk. Yep. And uh, Paxton Aronson, who is uh, Brendan Aronson's brother. But the guys that we mentioned, Gianluca Busio, Cal, uh, Clark, um, who was the other one I mentioned? Oh my goodness. Uh, uh, all of them. Oh, yes. Yeah. The left back at, uh, at Atlanta United, uh, George Bello. These are guys that I'd be very surprised in the next year or two, if they're still in major league soccer. Um, you, you're going to see Europeans, European uh, teams picking them up, uh, cause you can still do so relatively cheaply. And, um, these guys have massively high ceilings. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fun time. Yeah, you got it's a, a lot of prospects be, uh... going to the Bundesliga, and it's the. It's oh, the yeah. I think the Bundesliga knows too right now that there's a lot of talent in the U.S. So isn't there like a partnership between Bayern and FC Dallas? There is, there is. There's actually another kid there, right? Uh, 17 years old, 16 years old, I think. Justin Che, who um, is actually part German, 
uh, could actually go there right now without okay. a, you know, I think he's got a passport and everything. Um, and uh, I've, I've heard from people that have watched more of him that he has a ceiling much higher than Chris Richards, who is now starting on loan for Hoffenheim um, from Bayern. And uh, you're going to see, you're going to see this continue. Um, so for example, Cade Cal actually is also, uh, he has a, uh, I think he's actually eligible for Mexico as well. So there's going to be a nationality fight, um, national team fight in the near future, like kind of like there was for a Yunus Musa and yeah, Efren Alvarez. Um, it's it's an interesting time, um, but well, it's a fun. The U.S. Time. is winning some some of these kids, you know. So it's yeah, yeah. okay, fair yeah. enough. I really wanted to know your insights about it, so thank you about that. Uh, now. We, uh, so we did the talents of the week and I wanted to do a special topic, let's say, for our listeners that are always like a hidden gem. Sure. That is the unknown talents. And sure. uh, I told you you needed like three names. So mm-hmm. I've got my three names. So do you okay. have yours? Uh, yeah, I got mine, but I want to hear yours first. Let's go. We'll, we'll trade one on, one off. How's that sound? Well, we can do it like that, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm going to start, so, with the Angolan, uh, the future of Angola with Zitu Luvumbu. Uh, okay. One, uh, the first time I saw this kid was in the uh, Under-17 World Cup. I think it was, like, a, mm-hmm. a year and a half ago. And boy, oh, boy, was Zito good. He was, he, he uh, the match against Brazil, whew, I, w- I was really surprised. Technique yeah. on point. The cut inside, automatic for him. And so speedy. He was okay. such a good winger. And he did go on trials. This was another thing that got, caught my attention, was that he he had gone previously on trials to Man United, Man City. So I knew that there was a kid really good mm-hmm. in Angola. But when I saw that tournament, I said, well, this kid is a baller. He's, he's really good. Did you know about him, Zito? Sure. Yeah, he he's currently at a Cagliari. Is yes. that correct? Or yes. he's yes, yes, somewhere yes. in Italy. Is that correct? Yes, he's Cagliari. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Seria. and definitely. Okay, yeah, and I I've seen I've seen him. I haven't been able to watch him play, but um, okay. I I do I know in talking with you, you mentioned him multiple times. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm excited to see him him develop as well. And maybe you think you think he has a chance at making his um his debut this year? Uh, I think it's better if you not rush things, especially like he's sure. a kid in a new country. You know this area defenders are like they're killers up there. <laughs> you know the center backs. They don't in the city center backs ain't playing. They're they're those guys are like a brick wall. So uh, yeah. I would give him I'd give him a, a next year. I'd give him next year. But um, okay. he's the prospect to watch because he's the yeah. he's one of the best Angolan kids I've ever seen. You know, I but I haven't wow. seen a lot of him. Okay, but he's he's on yeah. he's definitely on the top of the list. Definitely. Yeah. On the top. yeah. So that's who's that's your choice? Uh, all right, I'm gonna go with somebody over in the Allsvenskan. Um, okay. He's actually Icelandic. Uh, you probably know who I'm talking about, and I'm gonna butcher his name, but uh, Isaac Bergman Johansson. Okay, uh, I know. He's, yeah. he's yeah, he's 18 years old now. He plays for, and I'm also going to butcher the team's name, but it's uh, Norkoping, and uh, he has, you know, he's got 
He's versatile. He can play multiple positions. Hell, I think he's even played wing back for them, but uh, not routinely. Um, he's a midfielder, mostly uh, normally lines up. He could be a winger as well, uh, but he's left footed. And that's about all he is. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal left foot um, and has just been whipping in crosses. I think he's already got 14, 15 assists in his career. Uh, the Allsvenskan um, season actually just booted up again. And uh, I think he, he had a monster game today uh, or maybe it was yesterday. Um, already losing track of time. Uh, but him and uh, former West Ham guy, uh, Sead um, Haksabanovic, um, okay. they have formed this just phenomenal, I wouldn't call it a partnership because it's not as if they're actually, you know, going back and forth with each other. Um, but they have essentially led this team um, to just pretty, pretty amazing stats and, and pretty, pretty great attack to watch if you're watching Swedish football. Um, but Isaac uh, has just, I think he may have just made his first Icelandic cap, which, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, that wasn't much to, um, and we're going to get hate mail, I guess, from Icelandic fans, but uh, that wasn't much to write home about. Uh, but obviously the, the Euros, the Euros changed that um, a while back and he becomes a kid that is very much so uh, part of their future. So Isaac Bergman Johansson um, is definitely one to watch in my book. Um, and I well, think he's only 18 years old, but a hell of a playmaker. Well, Iceland after that Euros, they got the, they got the respect of the whole world. Like with that, yeah. with their special oh, celebration, you know, it's like For sure. it's the Viking, the Viking vibes. They were um, they were, oh, good times, Brendan. You're reminding me of the the pre-corona, the pre-corona hey. times. Oh, that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I'm I, I live my... in the oh, yeah, sorry. I live in Tell the past, us. Alex. You'll, you'll get to know that. I live in the past a lot. Um, sorry, well, sorry. Well, You're you up got, next. Didn't mean to inter well, interrupt. No, no worries. If you got good memories in the past, there it is. But I'm going to go with uh, talent number two of the unknown talents. And I'm going to go with a Portuguese kid. And his name is Guilherme Gedge. And okay. he plays for Vitória under 23. And he's a central midfielder. But boy, oh boy, that he can he can go at cam and he can he can come to defend at the back too. That's why he's my choice. He can he's a central midfielder that can have that can slot a good pass, but he doesn't mind to go back and defend. He's very he's got a very good awareness where to be on the pitch, and he is so good. I I Guilherme Gedge Vitorid Guimarães, what a player! Really good talent. How yeah, old? yeah. Uh, I think he's 18. He's 18. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm maybe I'm butchering it, but he's 18. <laughs> is he is he part of the youth national team setup at all? Or uh, no, no, no. I, I haven't oh. seen him. I haven't seen him too. That's why he's a he's an unknown talent because I haven't right. seen him. He was always at Vitoria, and I haven't seen him in the the Portuguese national team. But I could he could be. I don't think he is though. I don't think he is. Right. And. But, yeah. uh, all right. Well, and that's uh, that's where Marcus Edwards is right now, right? Vitoria and um, yes, they had yeah. a bad start of the season, Vitoria, but now I think they're they're settling on top. But Marcus Edwards, okay. oh, I love him. Oh, I love yes. him. What a good find by Vitoria because he wasn't being used at Tottenham, so no. just come to Portugal and play. Yeah, it's a fantastic choice. You yeah, most, you know I love always pick professional football. 
You know what? You yeah. know that's always my pick. I do, I do, and uh, unfortunately, most young bucks at uh, Tottenham don't get the chance that. Um, I, I, you know what? I can't tell you that they deserve it, right? But at the same time, you you do know uh, it's very rare that you see a guy like um, Marcus Edwards get the chance he probably deserves. Uh, there, uh, who was it before that ended up going to like Lyon? Um, Griffiths, I think, it was this Rayo Griffiths. Oh went there, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and now yeah, yeah. he's he's at Lyon, uh, and I don't even know if he's there anymore. And then you currently have uh, uh, Dane Scarlett. And um, and the the kid yeah, well, Noni, to, yeah. of course, Noni Madueke, right? He's Absolutely, really he is really good. He's a lot of fun to watch, and and I can thank ESPN Plus for giving me uh, ear busy um, access, so I can get to watch him on a regular basis. Um, but who's the other guy that was? Uh, everybody was all up about him. Um, Irish, Irish prospect. Oh, Oliver, Skip. Oliver Skip. No, that's the English uh, kid. No, I mean, he oh, just... Troy Parrott, Troy Parrott, Troy Parrott. Troy Parrott, yeah. He, I yeah. think he was at Ipswich for a little while while um, Oliver Skip was sent down to... Norwich. And I shouldn't say sent down, but he was sent to Norwich. And I think yeah, he yeah, was... Yeah. I think Norwich fans, um, hopefully there are some listening, um, would tell you that he is a massive, massive reason why they're getting promoted again. Um, yeah, between Skip and... Um, well, the other guys aren't aren't Tottenham, but Max, and, and no, we're getting off on a Aaron's, tangent. So. Max Aaron yeah. is quite good too. I think Norwich did the right thing. They said, "Look, we went down, but we ju- let's yeah. just keep the same coach, keep the same people on top, and we'll go back up." And yeah. they ju- they and did just that. They they, they yeah. did just that. They knew Norwich knew that they were a level, uh, they were a higher level than the other teams, and they just yeah. they just went with it. And that's the way to go if you go down, right? Yeah, and and Watford might be following him with that. And Watford, uh, you know, they they um, João Pedro. I, I shouldn't say might be following them. They are. I believe they actually yes, they are. are promoted now, and yes, they've they got are. that that nineteen year old João Pedro who's done phenomenal for them this year. Obviously, got a lot more to work on, especially if you're going to go back in the Premier League. But they've got a little more of a younger base to to deal with. But yeah, Norwich is just a more exciting team to talk about anyway. You have guys from Ben Godfrey, Max Aarons, uh, Jamal Lewis, who I think ended up going to um, Newcastle. Uh, you've got Skip uh, doing phenomenally well on uh, in the midfield. And then you have, uh, I'm going to call him my eternal wonder kid because I don't ever want him to get too old, but uh, Emiliano uh, Buendia. He's very could good. Be, he is very good. He's amazing. But anyway, Arsenal we're off on a team. But okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arsenal should have picked yeah. him up. Yeah. But, well, we're okay. off on a tangent. Well, who's my next one here? All right, let's go. We're going to talk about, um, have you heard of this uh, Agustin Alvarez? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 19-year-old forward. Um, I, I, I think it's called Peñarol. Pen- yes. Peñarol. Um, Peñarol. One of the best teams in Uruguay, uh, perennially. Uh, I believe he's got already double-digit goals to his name. Um, and he's killing it right now in the Copa Sudamericana. Um, and he's just somebody that you can definitely see getting picked up either in La Liga. Um, but he has he takes all of his chances, uh, has no problem uh, putting himself out there um, and is easily one of the I think he's the top rated and he's the top scorer um, when it comes to uh, the the um, Uruguayan um, 
top league right now. So uh, definitely going to be one to watch. Uh, would love to be able to actually get some video of them and actually see them well uh, beyond, you know, looking on um, the scouting platforms and all that good stuff. But uh, Canario Alvarez is definitely one that uh, we're going to be watching from here on out. No, yeah, yeah. But if uh, Peñarol, Peñarol means quality. You know, you okay. saw with Valverde, with Valverde now at Real. So I've got, I've got, I've got, uh, I see Peñarol is in a very high degree. Yeah. Sorry, my daughter just came in. She wants to say hi, but she's too shy now. Wait, well, uh, well, why? She could say hi. I love that. That'd yeah. be really cool. Sophie, come tell me what you think about uh, Kylian Mbappe and the Super League. <laughs> She can't, she says. She can't. She's also she's also in her Elsa dress. So um, you know. She she would steal <laughs> right. the show. She would steal the show. Oh, absolutely. She's more interesting than me. And I'll be honest, Alex, she's more interesting than you. So <laughs> well, I'm glad you say that. I'm glad you say that though. <laughs> All right, who's your next one? I I got two now. You got you got two. Who's I your need third? One more, right? It's uh my pick. Uh, I'm going to go for a Portuguese kid again. And this kid, he's not very unknown here in Portugal, but I'd say abroad, nobody knows about him. And it's Paulo Bernard. Whoa. Uh, I'm very confident to speak about him. He's a very good uh, cam, he's a attacking midfielder. With He is he, another, he's, he's got the right pace. He's got a very good pass on him. Fantastic dribbling. And he has a body, you know, he's not any, he's a camp with, you won't be putting him down on the pitch. Like he, he'll just go back up and he'll get that, he'll get that goal and assist. And he's been on the bench for Benfica, I think last year. So you might see him maybe with, I don't know with George Zuz, but you might see him soon be in the first team. Paul Bernard, very good player. Very okay. good player. Very all right. I'm looking forward to that. Paul and Bernard. he's uh I'm sorry, who'd you say he's with? Benfica? He's with Benfica. The first right. time I saw Paul Bernard play was in the under 17 European Championship, which was mm -hmm. in Ireland. And look at these names that were in this Portuguese under 17 team. Eduardo Quaresma as captain, Fabio Silva, and then you got Paul Bernard. Oh, oh so good. This team That's... I know they got knocked out in the group stage. Well, but these players were very like at that at that time, you could sure. see that they were they were above the rest. You know, they're very good, very good. Yeah, see, you you're telling me, I'm sitting here talking about how excited I get about American prospects, um, and and how well it's it's all going and everything, and you get to feel that on a regular basis. Um, yeah, I every do. every year it seems a new crop. And it uh, is is just in the process of getting uh, I don't know becoming ballers, and it's yeah. it is nice to see. There, there has been a talent that's really impressed me from zero to one hundred, and that's been Pedro Net, because mm -hmm. Pedro Net was a big talent leaving Braga to Lazio, yeah. because it was a sixteen million price. Uh, it yeah. was it was there was a lot of hope, but it didn't really go as expected. And all of a sudden, he goes to Wolves, and I'd say he's in my five picks for under twenty-three player of the year in the Prem. So yeah. he's really, really good. So unfortunate 
the injury he got really unfortunate he yeah, didn't deserve that because he yeah, was going to be selected for the portuguese national team he was going to sure. nets for sure and he is he is missing the european championships right he is yeah, missing he is. the Euros. he is, oh, he, is he is yeah and, so uh, unfortunate it so is. unfortunate it, that has been a uh, one hell of a team to watch and, and uh, come together uh, over the last 12, 18 months. And that addition of Neto was because uh, you thought you thought how would, how are they going to be able to plug the gap of losing Diogo Jota um, to Liverpool? And uh, they did it. They did it. Um, they hurt today, though. Um, I don't know if you saw that game, but they got they got shellacked. Um, and unfortunately, yeah, they're missing missing some of their stars. I mean, there's I think Jimenez is still out, right? Raul is out, yes. and uh, they're yes. they're just it's tough. But that's a team that should be should be just fine. They'll be all well, right. Well, the, sure. the coach might be leaving too. Nunchpiritsant could leave too. Okay. So, uh, it's the Tottenham vacancy. Yeah, about uh, the Tottenham vacancy. Who do you think should go to Tottenham? We, um. Oh, you said "ui" like a Portuguese person, right there. Did I? Yeah, oh did. man! Said, Look, you're rubbing Ui. off. You're rubbing off on me. I, <laughs> I honestly, uh, to be honest, I, I have not given a thought about it. I'm still mad about it. I'm still I mad have. about you know Daniel Levy and uh, and the whole Super League thing. Uh, who who would you pick? I, I would put at Tottenham Julian Nagelsmann, uh, okay. because we did see RB Leipzig. Uh, last Champions League, do a masterclass against Mourinho at Tottenham. Sure, because they they nullified Tottenham. I remember in England, it was a really good game, and mm-hmm. it was it was a big moment for for Nagelsmann too. Big moment. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I think unfortunately the Hansi Flick announcing he's not going to be sticking around at Bayern. Uh, you got to think Nagelsmann is is headed there uh, instead, but maybe the Tottenham vacancy does. If, if there's one thing that'll keep him, I mean, that's just playing in that stadium. Just thinking about the Premier League. If you ever had ambition of to do that in the Premier League, um, aside from winning the Bundesliga every year with Bayern, um, Nagelsmann could could be uh, could think about it. But I think it's more likely he'll go to Bayern. And the only reason I'm confident in that is because I think that the next person. Uh, taking over Nagelsmann's position at uh, RB Leipzig is going to be an American. I think oh. it's going to be Red Bull Salzburg's uh, skipper, um, Jesse Marsh, uh, who used to be Tyler Adams's uh, boss. Um, and uh, it, and that it, would be and so we're transcendent see, for us. Uh, so Brian Broby with mm-hmm. Jesse Marsh. Would it, would it, it, it would go good. Pat Sendaka has no complaints, right? Like, I think he'd be he'd be first uh, first on his way over there, um, but yeah, you got Brabi. You've got uh, who else is in there? Well, you got Tyler. Uh, they got Tyler Adams. They have that. Um, that have, well, you'd, which... you'd have Caden Clark coming, but you have you have Kunku. You have um, oh yeah, so many. There's so many young guys that are are currently in that setup that uh, I I don't know if they'll be holding on to Upa Makano. We just found out no, Ibrahim Kanate is gone. Right. Bayern. Bayern. They're going to have to replace their whole center of defense, but. But they do that. You know, you know, RB Leipzig delivers with the scouting every year. RB. It's, it's unbelievable how Red Bull just got these three clubs with Mm -hmm. Salzburg, Leipzig, New York Red Bull, and 
they are so good scouting players. Like sure. it's, I would love to know the system that they have. You know, they 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 must have a fantastic scouting network. Yeah, it's called yeah, it's called by clubs. Um, <laughs> the, the RB they also have a, a team in Brazil. Uh, RB uh, Bragantino. I yes, don't know but that's the city well. Now. That's recent, right? But right? but they have a guy that came Claudinho. from there. Exactly. Claudinho. Exactly. He's so he is, good. He's phenomenal. Oh, yeah, Claudinho to, to Sporting. Oh, Claudinho to Sporting would be such a good deal. Because Ruben Emery, Ruben mm-hmm. Emery loves a good midfielder that can go to the wing too with Pot, Pedro Gonçalves. Claudinho is has got the same characteristics. He likes yeah. to go to the middle. He's he doesn't mind to, to go one-on-one against the against the defender. Fan, can slot it in, no problems mm-hmm. whatsoever. He, and he was the, the best player in the Brazil round, right? So Credential, yeah. he has it. He has the credentials to go to Sporting. I, yeah. I just got all excited because I saw the news and I knew you were, I knew you were preparing for Claudinho. So I was like, ah, Claudinho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To. Well, I'll, I'll, first off, I gotta ask though. I mean, do you do you think Sporting's gonna pull it out? Do you think they're it's gonna happen? I, they're only what? They're four points, four points ahead. As we're doing this podcast, Sporting is playing against Sporting Braga. I'm gonna check the result. It's still zero zero. Oh, but, he's playing against his former team too. Yes. Nice. Uh, um, I'd like good. to say, like, I trust Ruben Emery because okay. ever since I saw Ruben Emery in his first match for Braga, beating mm-hmm. Bulnins 7 1. Imagine yeah. you being a head coach for Braga your, and your first match beating 7 1 Bulnins in the league. Yeah. Come on, that's. But- that, you're going to remember that for life. So for sure. uh, ever since I saw that, I was, I, w- I was always like heads up with, uh, with Ruben Emery. But, um, but so what, so what makes him a, a you know, he's, he's one of the younger um, yes. managers is- out there. What, what makes him so good considering it's, I know he was a player, right. Um, yes. But beyond that, from a coaching perspective, uh, he hasn't had much by way of say pedigree, right. He hasn't, yes done much in fact everybody was pretty surprised when he was when he took over the the um braga post after i don't know the guy's name that Casapia. ended up getting sacked. Oh, okay sorry. he was at casapia and he was pretty much always a bold bet for every club he went to but he always delivered that's okay. the thing with ruben ruben i feel like ruben must he's tact ta- is tactic wise him putting the three center backs here in portugal Everybody was caught off guard. Simple. He loves to pay, play on a counter attack with a center backs that have really good uh, passing, like Fedal, Gosalinasu now, and he just gets the teams on the break and he gets the ball to put fast break. That's it. Slots it in. It's it's and Trincão last year was really good with his tactics. It was it was he's he's just so good, Ruben. And what I what I love about him is. How he handles um, not confrontation but adversity. Uh, Ruben Emery always in the press conferences is super calm, relaxed, composed, and I figure yeah. that's the mentality that he puts on the in, inside the locker room too, because it's just like he gets along with everyone. Ruben Emery is always with a smile on his face next to the players. There's always a happy vibe at Sporting. And I feel that 
was very good with the youngsters. I okay, feel so like- you're 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 telling me he's the Portuguese Ted Lasso. Oh, who? who? Okay, who? Uh, we're not we're not getting paid for this, but you gotta watch Ted Lasso. It'll make you happy. It's uh, we we don't need to go into it. But if nobody there in the studio right now gets what Ted Lasso is, just look it up and watch it. Okay, Ted Lasso. Um, Ted Lasso. Have you heard of the guy, the American actor Jason Sudeikis? No, no, no. Yeah, he was on like Saturday Night Live and some other things. Anyway. He did an Apple Plus Apple Plus uh, show where he is a college football coach, American football coach, that comes to uh, the Amer- uh, the Premier League and takes over a team that looks a lot like Crystal Palace, um, and, and kills people. Yeah, kills people with kindness. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna look for it. I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna look. I'm gonna I'm. We're gonna end this now, and I'm gonna <laughs> look up about Ted Lasso. Because I have no that. idea who he is. You do okay, that. Friend, it's... I... Yeah. Okay, it'll, it'll, make so it, it'll make you. With... Oh, yeah. I'm sure it will. <laughs> so, yeah. Pretty much wrapped up episode one of FC Wonder Kid. I hope you guys enjoyed. And, yeah. That's it. Yeah. We'll, we'll see you next week.